Welcome to Clydesdale Media, fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at c4energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are doing our best to highlight all of the athletes from the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And with us today is Chelsea Nicholas. How are you, Chelsea? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. good. So um, I have been researching you a lot over the last two days, and um, you are OG. <laughs> I've been around a while. And so it's funny, this week, I've gotten a lot of the OG CrossFitters who are um, still in the game, still doing well, and actually getting better, yeah. which is really exciting. Um, I had Holly Henderson on last night. Yeah, I know her, um, actually. We had the same coach for a while years back. Okay. Yeah. And she started in 2012, just like you. Uh-huh. Uh, and she had her best open finish ever this year. You had your best open finish ever this year. So it's really funny. There's this dichotomy in the sport where you have all these 17 and 18 year olds coming up. Yeah. But yet UOGs are like planting your flag and saying, we're not ready to leave yet. Right. So what is it like from a mindset um, when you're looking at these things happening? Do you take pride in, in what you're accomplishing? I mean, for me, I feel like I've gotten to the level I am from being consistent over so many years. So honestly, seeing these young kids come up, it kind of blows my mind because when I was that age, I didn't even know what CrossFit was. Um, I didn't start CrossFit until I was out of college. So um, yeah, it's just kind of wild seeing them and competing against them and just wondering what it'd be like if I had started so young. <laughs> Uh, and so, so the audience knows you finished 25th in the world during the open this year. Um, and that oh, is for masters, I think, right. Or was that, over? Oh, you didn't have to tell anybody <laughs> just trying to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. You got me. Yeah. Why do they lump those all together? I think. Honestly, I don't know. I think as a default, once you become a master, like they just make that when you go to the profile, they make that the most obvious thing. I've noticed that every time I go to the website, it's like it shows me in masters first. But yeah. Yeah. So in the open, they have it like combined. Yes. But then for quarterfinals, they have it separate. Yeah. Which makes no sense. But yeah. Hey, regardless, there's a lot of things we could pick apart. Yeah. Still, you're killing it this year. Feeling good. Um, yeah. So when you talked to Kat last year with us, mm -hmm. you talked about kind of that this, you thought you were kind of done with the competitive side of CrossFit yeah. and surprise, surprise, you do really well and you make semis last year. Right. Yeah. That was a shock. And then not only, not only did you make semis, but then in maybe the most loaded semifinal out mm -hmm. there, Felt you like finished it. top 10. 
Yeah. You know, it's it was the only semifinal with two of the top four athletes in the world. Yeah. Or in right. North America, I should say. Right. Um, competing at it at the same time because of some adjustments that were made, mm -hmm. meaning that the spots were kind of minimized a little bit for those people competing at Granite. And you finished top 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And based on quarterfinals, I think that was my rank going in. So I was like number 10 all weekend. I was like 10th based on the seating on day one. And that's where I landed in the end. So that was kind of cool too. It was like my number of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were, because you're OG, you did a lot of the regionals mm -hmm. um, back when they were the thing. Yeah. You finished as high as eighth yep. um, in the regionals. So you're no stranger to that final heat in the top 10. Yeah. But when you think you're done and all of a sudden you kind of accidentally make it to semis and you finish where you did back in the day. Yeah. What was that feeling like? Um, it was kind of uh, a nice little reminder that I don't have to be done if I don't want to be. Um, Cause yeah, 20, after 2018, I was, I had a lot of momentum. I felt really good. It was my best finish ever. I was three spots out from the games and then they got rid of regionals and then some stuff happened with the coach I was working with and she was no longer with the company and I stopped working with her. Um, there was nothing really on the calendar for what's next. And I felt like the games looked different than they had in the past. And I didn't know that that's what I wanted to do anymore. So I kind of stopped and I did some other things. I was still crossfitting, but like trying new things with fitness um, for a couple of years. And then, um, and then I joined a super team with Kelly Clark, who I'll be competing with um, against uh, in a couple or, or a few weeks here and Elijah Muhammad and Connor Schmitz. And we were going to do the super team route. And then we went to Montreal in March of 2020 and the world shut down. And so like they sent us home after athlete briefing. And then after that, they got rid of the path for super teams to the games. Um, sorry, this is a lot of history. I don't know if I answered your question or not, or what your question was, but after that kind of everything was a mess. No one knew what anything was. There was not really any opportunities to compete. And I found myself at a gym close to where I lived because I was working from home now. Um, and the gym I'm at now, the owner's really big into like Olympic weightlifting. And so he got me doing that because there were opportunities to compete remotely in that. So I spent a year just focusing on Olympic lifting and getting really strong. Um, and then that kind of took a toll on the body. So then I was like, you know, I'm just going to do CrossFit classes for a year. So I did that uh, two years ago. And then that's when I landed in a semifinal spot for Granite Games. And I was like, well, this is a surprise. Um, and so I went and did really well. And so this last year's been, okay, well, if we can still be competitive in CrossFit, let's up the training just a little bit and see what we can do. And here we are now. So that was kind of my next question. Last, you said to Kat last year, you kind of went more community CrossFit based. Yes. You yeah. were, you were jumping into classes, mm -hmm. maybe um, scaling up where needed yep. um, and maybe adding that. a little bit of extra work. Yeah. So you're still doing that today. Still doing that. It worked really well for me last year, so I didn't want to change too much, but we could add a little bit of focus and maybe like a few more extra pieces. Because um, I think what I have going for me working full-time outside of CrossFit is that balance. And that's what keeps it sustainable. That's what keeps me healthy and keeps me enjoying it. Um, so we don't want to lose that. Because you're not just, you're just not, a you're 
just not a pro athlete. You're also, that's your, I think you, you talked about it last year as well, that that's kind of your escape from your day job, right? Yeah. It's my hobby. It's my reward. It's what I love doing. I do it for myself. I look forward to it every single day. Um, yeah. And it, I've heard this story before. Like it sounds very Ariel Lowen. Yeah. Where she retired from CrossFit was just doing the noon class, mm -hmm. maybe some extra components, made it to Granite Games, end up winning Granite Games and going to the CrossFit Games. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild when you remove all that pressure and you're already at that certain level of fitness. So maintaining it might not take as much volume. So if you can just stay happy and healthy and enjoy what you're doing, um, that can go a long ways. So when you're, when let's look back at the, the regional days, how, how anxious would you get during a competition? How much pressure did you put on yourself? I mean, back then my goals were very much more focused. Like I wanted to go to the CrossFit game. So there's always that pressure. I had put in all this focused work all year and I really wanted to do well. Um, that being said, I never really gave up everything for the sport. I was never willing to put my career on hold. Like I had my boundaries. And so um, I think I knew other people had more time for the recovery stuff, more time to put towards training. Um, so I always knew that in the back of my head, but, um, still I had invested as much as I possibly could. And there was a lot riding on that. So, um, I would definitely get nervous and I think that's normal. And you kind of get addicted to that nervous adrenaline type feeling. Um, but as long as I saw improvement every year, I was happy at the end of the season. And I was every year at regionals, my placement got a little bit better despite the growing regions. Um, and yeah, and then all of a sudden I got rid of it and it was kind of a blow to me. Like, I don't know. It, it was rough. <laughs> so I think what, so when you came back last year and you yeah. went to Granite Games, were you more relaxed during that competition yeah. than you were during the regional days? Or did you just have a different mindset? I'd say it was a different mindset. Like, first of all, I wasn't planning to be there all year for one. Like to me, if I could qualify for semifinals and be there, like I would just be happy for that experience. But I did place really well in quarterfinals last year, which added a little bit of like, well, I could land top five. Um, so it was still that like hope that I maybe would get there. Um, but uh, just knowing that it was kind of a last minute opportunity, I was just happy to be there and experience that level of competition again, because um, prior, my last big competition was Wadapalooza in 2019. And when I was competing, I had no idea that might be my last big competition. But like things started changing after that. And um there was a chance that it could have been. So this comes up and I'm like, wow, I have another opportunity to compete at this level. Um, I'm going to enjoy it and not take any of these opportunities for granted because you never know what's going to happen next. So Granite Games was very different than the other semifinals. It's outdoors. Yeah. It's yeah. in a football stadium. It, yeah. it lends it an opportunity to maybe do some events 
that you wouldn't see in a regional days. Right. Or, or another semifinal. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that played to your strengths or do you think you would have been more prepared at say a Mac? Um, I think that was good for me. I, I mean, luckily we had beautiful weather and it was a gorgeous weekend. Um, and knowing it was going to be at Granite Games and the types of events and kind of the settings they have, like that whole prep time leading up to it, eight weeks or whatever it was, uh, we had that in mind. So like weekends when the weather was nice enough, we would go to a track and do as many of the events as we could out on the field. Um, so I kind of got used to that feel and we were doing events that we thought maybe they could throw at us. Um, so I liked it. I thought it helped. It was good for me. Um, and yeah, to me, like for Granite Games, it was more about like who I was competing against. Cause like you said, it was very stacked. Well, you look at the events, like where you had to keep running around the stadium, mm -hmm. right? That doesn't happen at a regional or another semifinal. Yeah. You have a cross country background. Yeah. I did that through high school, but that was, that was a while ago. Did it you was. Yeah. Did, but um, do you, you still have the technique. Was it, was the muscle memory still there? Yeah. I mean, we run enough. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people in CrossFit, if they don't have like a lot of running in their background, it's kind of one of those movements where like, Oh, running, I hate running. I'm not used to like that modality. Like I don't like being uncomfortable like that, but I had done it so much that it was never in my head something that I didn't like or that I wasn't good at. So when it comes up, it's just not a movement for me. Um, and I think I'd prefer running around a field to running on an assault runner anyways. So that was good. You can see where your competitors are. So you can like be chasing people and stuff like that. So I don't feel too removed from it. Um, we do it enough where I still feel decent. Like, it's not going to be my best event but I'm a pretty aerobic athlete and I'm comfortable running. So it's not a bad one for me either. Yeah. It was a fun event to watch. There's a little bit of bumping, like almost like a NASCAR event, people right. trying to get around the, the corners and, and pass. Um, it was pretty fun. Um, well, I, like, I really yeah, enjoyed I like it. it is it was one heat for all the competitors and it's hard to find an event where you can have all 40 athletes on the field at one time. So that's almost more like, what you could see at the game. So it kind of had that feel to it for me. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to move into this year a little bit because you did something that not many athletes have done. And that is you qualified for individual quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. You qualified for team quarterfinals mm -hmm. and you took qualified for age group qu yeah. quarterfinals. Yeah. So, and you participated in all three. I did. Yeah. So you had a busy couple weeks. It was a busy couple weeks. Um, the idea was kind of to just train through it anyways. Um, unfortunately, our team had a score adjustment that pushed us out of the top 40, but I wasn't planning to compete team anyways. It was just, um, hey, you can have six people on the roster, so let's get a team spot, and then we can have more of our community there competing. And so it's trying to create that opportunity for, um, for our team. Yeah. So your team didn't get a qualifying spot, but you qualified in the other two. Yes. And yeah. third place in the age group. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, and then you finished, I think 36, 39, 30. 
somewhere around there. Yeah, 30. Yeah, okay, 34th. Okay, 34th. Right. Yeah, 34th yeah. Uh, in North America West. So solidly in, in mm -hmm. both of them. Was there ever a moment where you thought I need to do one or the other? Or were you always going to do both? So earlier on, like before the season, I was under the impression that you had to pick one path and go with it. Um, and then I think it wasn't until after the open quarterfinals that we looked at the rule book and there was no rule against doing quarterfinals or semifinals in more than one division. You only have to pick if it was like the open and team. So there was nothing against doing the open division and the age group division. And you don't have to decide unless you happen to qualify for the games in both, then you would have to pick one to compete in. So when I realized that I was like, well, I'm all about just like creating opportunities for myself and loving what I do and competing. So why not just try both um, and see what opportunities come my way? So that's what we're doing. So the big question is you go to North America West. Yeah. Well, actually age group is first, right? Yeah. That's age group is the end uh, of the month. End of April. Yeah. So before I get to that, scratch okay. that. Yeah. Um, I I did a documentary with one of your competitors in the 35 okay. to 39 okay. a couple of weeks ago during quarters. She did the individual quarterfinals as an analyst for us. Oh, okay. She said the age group quarterfinals were much harder than the individual quarterfinals. Yeah. Um it's hard when you do all three trying to differentiate which ones are which. It's all kind of a blur to me, if I'm being honest. But I did really love the uh, age group events a lot. I thought they threw in a lot of, um, I mean, first of all, like the wall facing handstand push-ups and um, the 50 shuttle runs at a time. <laughs> and then the, the old open workout, the thrusters and rowing, like I thought it was very good programming. Yeah. Her, her point was that during, and maybe it was intensity because she wasn't competing individual. Yeah, and so she could, she redid two of them. Of the age group um, ones? No, no, no. Of the individual ones. Oh, okay. Okay. And she was unable to redo any of the age group ones. Oh, I see what you're saying. So through the weekend, she did two of the workouts twice for the open. On the, indiv on the individual open side. Yes. Oh, wow. I wonder how many people repeat workouts through quarterfinals. To me, it's like um, you have five workouts in two days, so I'm one and done, like, <laughs> unless something terrible happens, which it never has. So I don't know. Yeah, I you'd be surprised how many athletes have told me they've re redone. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But and, yeah, and I think it's really like. Is, like to be able to do two of them twice, whereas the age group ones just not being able to afford it. Yeah. Well, and the age group were four in two days, the individual open were through five and three days. True. So okay. you did have a little bit more window. And yeah. I think a lot of the athletes, uh, cause we're following a handful of athletes through the entire season. Mm -hmm. They, they didn't realize how much time you actually have. Like a lot yeah. of them were on Saturday going like, I'm done. True. And I still it's, have like tomorrow morning if I wanted to do something. 
Yes, it is pretty front loaded and you can get ahead of yourself. Um, if you sit down and you look at the events and how much time you have, there's definitely strategic ways. That's why sometimes you'll see people doing the one that's due like Sunday first, depending on what the events are. You want to capitalize where you can um, or maybe get something out of the way while you're fresh. Uh, I mean, any sort of strategy like that. For me, it's more about like the timeline because it starts on Thursday for scores are due Friday and I'm working Thursday and Friday. So it's like, well, Thursday night, I, I can't do one Friday morning. So I'm doing two Thursday night and then I can do like one on Friday and then one or two Saturday and one Sunday. So for me, like I didn't take work off or anything. It's just schedule wise. When can I get them in? <laughs> and so the if age you had group, to, huh? if you had to though, you could take a day off of work, right? If I had to, yeah, I would adjust my time and, um, and get it done. But I just, but because you, but you just did the flex and we're like, you know, I can still work and <laughs> I'll do all my this. Days off for like the competing where I have to like be in another state. <laughs> but yeah. um, what was difficult was the age group and the masters were literally back to backs. The team and the age group. So the team was like Wednesday and Thursday. And then the age group was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all in the same week. So that was more challenging because I came into day one of the age group and felt like I just finished quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah. um, but then by Sunday, I almost felt recovered again because <laughs> I just trained through it. Oh, shoot. Hold on. My, I messed up something in my headphones. Oh, no. Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, so another thing I wanted to ask you is yeah. the person I was covering said that as a master's athlete and someone who does multiple pieces in a day, she doesn't like to like cool all the way down and get warm I'm, back up. So while she's warm, let's get a couple in. Yeah. Cause that's what she's used to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I see value in that. Um, for sure. And I mean, I think people who, spend a like most of their day at the gym maybe they're a coach or whatever like they might be used to doing one piece and then like doing other stuff and then doing another piece of their training but like for her and I like we go to the gym one session a day and so you're just like boom 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 check 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 get it all done so I'm the same I would like to just warm up once and maybe that also has something to do with being in the age group because I have to warm up a little more than I maybe used to <laughs> Um, so to get that all done once and then be good to go, uh, that could have something to do with it too. So last year when you talked to Kat, she asked you about, would you be interested in going age group? And what did I so say? here it is. And you said that, that you just love competing. Yeah. And so you see yourself like probably doing it, yeah. but it was, it was not a like, yeah, I'm going to jump into that and I'm going to dominate. Like it was For a very sure. laid back kind of reserved response. Yeah. Um, and so now that you're kind of in it and involved in it mm -hmm. and you see the names on the leaderboard, like there are names in that 35 to 39 yeah. who, if you, like I started CrossFit in 2011, yeah. you started in 2012, like all of the people I watched are in this age group mm -hmm. now. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, I was always reserved, wasn't sure. I was like, well, maybe I'll just stay in the open division as long as I can. And when I have to, I'll move over to that age group. But looking like now that I'm here, looking at that leaderboard, like you said, you have like China Cho, Stacey Tovar, Emily Bridgers, like all these big names. And like, how cool is that? I mean, and it, it was honestly super fun so far. I mean, I know all I've done is the remote qualifiers, but um, I'm so glad I'm doing it. Uh, if I can perform well at semifinals and get all the way to the games, that would be the coolest opportunity. Whereas before I was kind of like, well, why would I want to go into the games in the age groups? Not the same. Like, why would I want to do that? But like, now that I'm here looking at that leaderboard, I'm like, no, that would still be pretty darn cool. So we're going to try. Well, and as the sport progresses and, and, and ages up, right. Yeah. The sport itself the more of the legends are going to show up in these age groups um, as we go forward. And it's going to be what I would call like the champions league of golf, right? Yeah. Where, where all these people you wanted to see your whole life as a spectator, you're going to have even more access to totally. because they're, they're, you know, I've been at the games with the masters. They're very competitive. When they're on the floor, they want to kill each other. Yes. But when the, that event's over, they're much more laid back than the open individual athletes going from event to event, right? Yeah. It's just more laid back and they're they're more able to like interact with the fans and inter and do the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you you don't even have to make that decision yet. You're just gonna do the semis at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to go to the, to Pasadena in mm -hmm. May. Mm -hmm. And if you punch your, your full indie ticket, I'm assuming you're taking that one. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that semifinals looking stacked. <laughs> like I know we got 10 spots, but we have more than 10 games veterans in that field. So, um, yeah, yeah. but you never know. You never know Absolutely. who's going to be on that weekend. I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt. I'm never going to write myself off. I know what I've done and I know what I can do. So I'm going to give it my everything and we'll see where we land. So what are your expectations this year? Um, I mean, knowing how much I put into training this year, which is not much compared to a lot, but um, knowing I've done that for, over 11 years now. Um, I just want to bring the best me I can out there. And it would be, uh, I mean, it's hard to compare this year to last year because they've restructured again. And now we have 60 athletes versus 40 athletes. Um, so it's hard to say, well, you want to be better than 10th place because it's a different field and a different number of athletes. So um, I think if, if I just give but everything. Expanding I fields can, is never slowed you down in the past. That's true. That's true. I mean, gosh, I, top 10, like it, it does not, it feels within reach to me. So I'm going to go for that. Um, so you, you've said this throughout the podcast, like consistency. Yes. You've just been a consistent athlete for 11 years. Mm -hmm. Consistencies is, is going to be what gets someone to the games in this new format. Yeah. Because you can't afford the big drop. Yeah. Um, because it'll kill you with a 60 person field. Right. Right. Consistency is more important than home run, not home run, home run, not home run. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So, so that would be an advantage in your corner. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, and also having trained so long, I find that I I don't really have giant holes. I'm not maybe the best at anything, but I can even stay consistent like throughout it. Like I don't care what the events are. Like I, I there's nothing I'm scared of showing up. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. So, and I think yeah, that comes like, with doing it for so long. I'm talking to one of your Granite Came competitors tonight, mm -hmm. Chloe Wilson. Oh yeah. Who last year did not finish lower than eighth in any event and still yeah. didn't make it the games. That's wild. Like that is not going to happen at this event. No. Right. That consistency is going to get her a ticket yes. when it didn't before. For sure. For sure. Because you can't have a 58th place finish. No. That's what happens when the field's a little bit bigger. There's less room for error. Um, like you yeah. said, one bad finish and that's enough points to push you back and can't recover. So yeah, consistency truly is key. It helps if you have maybe one or two like really top finishes to the way they do the points just to like get yourself win points, but you definitely can't have like a bad finish, especially in a larger field. Yeah, you think about like the games and they always talk about you can't have those lower 30th place finishes mm -hmm. because it'll kill you. That's a 40 person field. Your semifinals, 20 people more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's going to be crazy. It's the biggest it's been, I think, for this uh, stage of a qualifier. So it'll be interesting to see what that does. Um, to Like it'll make the leaderboard more exciting. <laughs> I think. I think CrossFit isn't a place where this is their moment to shine. Mm, yeah. If you think about it, they, they could do this so well this weekend, this weekend in Pasadena, the 10 women go to the final, to go to the games. Mm -hmm. You make a final heat of 10. Yes. The spectators know those are the 10 that have the spot. Yeah. And whether you fall out or come in, you know, if you're going to the games or not, right. The right. whole weekend. Yeah. And it tells the story better than any way we've ever told it before. Truly. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be so exciting. I think so too. Yeah. So I want to finish with just some fun stuff. Okay. If our, our audience probably doesn't know that you work for Boeing, mm -hmm. you are a structural engineer. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're not dumb. And by any stretch of the means. I like numbers. <laughs> yeah. Do you use that analytical brain when you're going to do training and working out? Or is that your time to shut all that off? I think I do in a lot of ways. It's just kind of how I'm wired. Um, I'm definitely like a pacer and I like to stay in control. So if I'm looking at a workout, I'm doing math like what pace do I need to keep here to achieve this time and this and that. And like, while I'm rowing, I'll be like counting my strokes and doing like, I'm always doing stuff like that just in the back of my head. Um, but at the same rate, like going to the gym is kind of my break, my time away from sitting at a computer and crunching numbers. So um, on some level, I'm just kind of discarding everything and distracting myself and, um, yeah, taking a break. <laughs> See, I use, I use math to dis, to, um, get away from the pain of the workout. Yeah. true. Right? When I'm yeah, hurting, I just idea. start running, 
well, if I go to eight, then I only have this many, like, yes. and I just, you know, yep. and so I run that so that I I'm not feeling the too. pain of the workout. <laughs> yep. For sure. For sure. I don't know. Well, maybe I'm following, do that. <laughs> I'm following a male uh, master's athlete who is a, an engineer as well. Uh -huh. And like he spreadsheets every, every event, him and his wife. Oh, wow. And what they found was that they never, they never took the shot beyond the plan, right? Like you can have a plan, but in yeah. the moment, sometimes you need to just throw the plan away and go. Totally. Absolutely. And so it, he, he had to learn to shut off the engineer brain Yeah. and say, go, just go. I think if it's a situation like the open and you have one event per week to get done, you can do that. You can like try the workout, gather some data, make a new plan and like improve on that score. But when it comes to like quarterfinals and definitely in-person stuff, um, if you don't know the events ahead of time, at least like you have to have a plan and know how to adapt and know yourself as an athlete and when you can push and when you maybe need to like hold back a little and get ready for what's next. Um, so it's definitely a balance when to, when to stick to the plan and when to stray from the plan. <laughs> so the way they got out of it is they went, they said, instead of just having a plan A, they have plans A through F. Oh my, A through F. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and then, and then, then him and his coach both know when it's happening, like that yeah. he's gone from A to B, yeah. from B to C, you know, and whatever. And just so you know, he did, he won the games last year in the 40 to 44 wow. year division. That's amazing. It so pays off. He, I mean, there's strategy like, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's hope for engineers mm -hmm. in the games. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wanted to give that little, I love that. Thank hope you. Hope <laughs> to you. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. And he's, yeah. he's an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, well, how hard is it to balance? Uh, are you still working from home and remote? Um, so now we're hybrid. I work from home on Monday and Friday and I'm in office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky. I'm still 100% at home. Yeah. yeah I, I, I felt like working remotely, you get a little more sleep, you have a little more flexibility in your day. And I was not necessarily excited to go back to work, but being back in office, like there's a lot of little things that add value in just getting up and getting out there and seeing your coworkers and like having those side conversations. It all goes a long way. And I think it's really good for the team. Um, but I think the two days at home, three days in office is a beautiful balance of everything. <laughs> It is. Yeah. yeah. I switched my workouts to noon. Yeah. So I actually go, I leave my house at noon, go to the gym, hang out with my friends, come back and then finish my work day. Yeah. So that way I kind of get the interaction For sure. um, during the day without having to go back in the office. Yeah. That's the flexibility is amazing. So, so last year you said that you were dropping into the class workouts and is it uh, Cody Looney? is was the guy kind of coaching you and had your coaches pass is he still the coach this year and going to go yep, to Pasadena definitely. yep he creates all these opportunities he behind the scenes especially like he's helping organize everything and he's been in CrossFit for so long and he knows his stuff 
Um, so he's really smart. He gives me my extra programming and yeah, I wouldn't be doing any of this probably if I wasn't with him at his gym. So, yeah. So when you're backstage at, at these big comps, uh, are you very focused and kind of to yourself or are you loose and chatty and trying to joke around? I mean, somewhere in between, I'm a pretty low maintenance athlete. I'm pretty low key. And for me, I, I like to stay relaxed and just pretend I'm in my own gym at home in my comfort zone. So if I can act like that, then I'm set up good mentally and ready to attack. So it, it's pretty low key for me. And actually there's another guy from my gym who qualified as individual. So we'll get to train together and um, Cody's coaching both of us. So Anton Foss, so he'll be there too. And we'll be prepping together. Okay. Yeah. I haven't got to him on the list yet, so okay, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I will be soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that'll be fun conversation. Last question. You, you, because you're OG, you've done the regional thing. This is as close to going back to regionals as we've been, yeah. other than just the largeness of the semifinal. Yeah. You're going to know the workouts ahead of time. Yep. Everybody's doing the same workouts around the world. Yeah. Are you excited about going back to kind of this format? Absolutely. Like I, for me, like getting rid of regionals was a mistake. Um, and I think we're finally circling back to something more similar to that. And I think it'll be the right balance. Like I knew what CrossFit was trying to do with the changes. And, um, but I think this will be a good balance. And I think, um, yeah, being with people in your region and, all the region, regions having the same events. Um, I think it'll be incredible. I'm excited. Yeah. I think it's a good step in the right direction. I think the step they're still missing is the community. And mm -hmm. that is when it was the smaller regions, the gyms would come yes. in force to the different regionals. Oh, yeah. The, uh, let me tell you the team doing that team quarterfinal it is stacked like there were for our region we were the least competitive of the regions i think for teams i mean compared to yeah maybe any of them and there were i think 50 teams signed up so 50 to 60 and 40 were to get qualifying spots and we, day one, we thought we were crushing it. Like, we're all pretty fit. Like, and then we look at the leaderboard and we're like towards the bottom. Like, it just blew our minds how competitive it was. And I think so many of these teams are like super team-like where um, they've come together to try the team thing. And it's not what it used to be with just people who train in the same gym. Like, who has the fittest gym? It's not that anymore. And I don't, I don't know how we get back to that. Um, I think the super teams is cool in its own way, uh, but it's hard to get back to that. Who's the fittest gym though. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And the other aspect is like, I, I am in the central, central, central East, mm -hmm. whichever version you wanted, like all the gyms from Columbus, Ohio would be at rooting on their athletes. Yeah. Right. And so the crowds were bigger in the regional days. Yeah. At least that's what I experienced. Absolutely. Um, because it wasn't a, it wasn't like I had to go to Orlando or Pasadena. I went to Cincinnati or True. I went I mean, to Nashville that I could drive there. Definitely. Yeah. I, 
I do remember being surprised at Granite Games at how like small scale it felt. I think I was expecting something more like what regionals felt like, but it like there weren't a whole lot of vendors there. I mean, there were definitely people watching, but it wasn't like it didn't feel like you said um, as huge. I I had a ton of support out there. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm very grateful for all the people that came and um, but yeah, it's just not what regionals was like you said when you could just drive it was close um yeah yeah so i think it's all in crossfit's hands if they handle it right and they they turn this into a rock show where it's a destination and the 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 bright side is pasadena orlando are vacation destinations true so people can can merge going to a crossfit event with going yes. to Disney or Universal exactly. or right and in, in either Easy place. to get to lots of accommodations. Yes. Absolutely. Um and so hopefully it is a much bigger event this year than um, and we were coming out of a pandemic still last True. year to be True. honest. And 40 um, but yeah. four people like just that's so many athletes so um it'll be I think it'll be big. And I love the staggered approach this year with teams going Me on too. Thursday. It makes so much um, get it, get a bunch of their stuff out of the way yeah. and then have their own podium ceremony on Saturday night. For sure. Individuals get their own podium ceremony on um, Sunday. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, Chelsea, I'm going to be in Pasadena. Can't awesome. wait to see you out there on the floor, yeah. giving everything you got. Cool. Um, and it'll be interesting to see which ticket you punch. Yeah. If you t- punch both and get to decide, that'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Well, good luck on semifinals in both divisions. Thank you. And we'll see you in Pasadena. And for the audience, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast.